Yes, you're welcome back. Um, I welcome you to Record Place, a podcast that is committed to showing us ways that we can maximize our God-given potentials with regards to the fulfillment of our life's destiny while utilizing what we have around and within us. I am Olua Tobi, your host for this program. Yes, the, the book of Psalms 95, we'll be looking at the book of Psalms 95 from verses 1 to the last verse. It says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth, and the strength of the ears is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation. And said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Verse 11, the last verse. Unto whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Before we continue to what we have today, shall we pray? Our most righteous Father, we bless your name for the grace you've given unto us, for the privilege we have to study your word. For it's a privilege to be called sons and daughters of the King of Glory. For we bear on us the mark of Christ. For we realize that we have the blood of royalty flowing through our veins. We appreciate you, Abba Father, for the grace to call on your name. For we believe that whenever we call on your name, you will answer us. Blessed Redeemer, be thou magnified in the name of Jesus. Yes, we appreciate you for how far you've brought us over those challenging situations, over the storms of life, over how far you've been able to keep us. You've been able to fulfill your promises unto us. We bless you for this grace. We return all glory to you. We ask today, O God, as we go in studying your word in your presence O God we will be filled with your word in Jesus name for your word is the bread of life you reveal yourself unto us in your word today in the name of Jesus and the purpose for which you are sending this word will be actualized to the glory of your name thank you blessed Redeemer for in Jesus name have prayed. Amen. Once again, I welcome you to Irakablis. Today, by the 
origin of the Spirit of God and being led to the book of Psalms 95. The book of Psalms 95, yes, of that particular verse that says that hurting not your heart as your forefathers. Yes, I'm trying to, yes, uh, Psalms 95 verse 8. It says, Adding not your heart as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. This is going to be brief in its essence, but it's, it's not going to come out without fulfilling the purpose for which God has sent it. I, I must apologize for the tone of which I'm going to be saying this because I believe God is sending this to somebody out there, to that young man, to that young woman, to that person in that relationship, to that person in that marriage, to that person in that business, to that person that is sick right now. God is sending this word to you. I just hope you receive it with the heart, with the heart of a student, with the heart that is ready to apply the lesson in it. Hating not your heart as in the day of a provocation. What is God telling us in this place? What is it that our fathers have done that make God to react in such a manner? Hating not your heart like that of your forefathers. What happened to them? The Bible in this place is talking about the children of Israel. We've known for long that they were children of covenant. It was a nation that God have deliberately chosen to bless and he has covenant he has made a covenant of blessing with Abraham over his offspring the children of Israel that he is going to bless them and prosper them in all they do this covenant has been there for many years right from the time of Abraham this covenant has been there it has been working well things have been going smartly when they go, when the children of uh, Israel, when they were being, uh, they were captives in the, uh, I must say it began at the time of Joseph. Yes, when Joseph was the prime minister, when Jacob, Jacob came with his children to sojourn in the land of Egypt. So they were given us a portion of the land of Egypt called the land of Goshen, where they have their stuffs there. They were prospering there. But when they got to a point in time that Joseph died. In, when uh, King Pharaoh died, a new king was re-elected, was appointed, and he did not know the kind of person Joseph was or the relationship that was in place between Joseph and the former Pharaoh. So they turned against the children of Israel living in the land of Goshen of Egypt. Now after many years, the children of Israel in the land of Goshen, the land of captivity in Egypt, cried to God, murmured for his Savior. And God was working out ways of salvation. God was working out how to save them. God was already in the world in search of someone. He has already prepared someone somewhere to deliver the children of Israel when they were already still crying, murmuring for his Savior. God has already prepared someone, Moses, who he is going to use to deliver his children from captivity. Moses grew up. Now I'm going to be focusing on some key areas. The first thing is the person of Moses. The person of Moses. Moses was born in a time when things were not going normal. 
things were not going the same way they ought to go. Don't forget that the king had already given a decree that the male children, he realized, the new pharaoh realized that the children of Egypt, their women were giving birth to male children. They were increasing in number and they were increasing in strength. So he was having the feeling that if those people that we've chosen as our slaves, if they should grow to a certain number in multitude, they may revolt against us. They may take over this land from us. So he sent out a decree, kill all the male children of the land of Egypt. Now, before even focusing on Moses, uh, we are going to be talking about the, the effort, the significance of the part the midwives took in the salvation of the children of Israel. Don't forget, we are still coming on to harden not your heart like your forefathers who tempted me. They proved me and they saw my work. I was wearied with these people for 40 years that I later came out and I spoke to them in anger that they will not enter my place of rest. Now, coming back, we are looking at the, the part the midwives took in the salvation of the children of Israel. After the king sent the word that killed all the male children, the midwives, the Bible said they feared God. When the children of Hebrew, the Hebrew, they call them the Hebrew women, when they got to the time of conceiving, if the midwives you see they are they've conceived a male child, what did they do? They will not kill them, they will help some of them while the wicked ones are killing the rest. But these people they feared God. They kept some of them while some were killing some, but they kept, they feared God. The Bible let us say in a place that, and God rewarded them because they feared him. That is one. Let's keep note of that. Now, we are now coming on to Moses. Now, Moses was born in a time when things were not going normal. Male children of Hebrew women were being killed on a daily basis. Now, the mother of Moses, she was a devoted woman of God. She feared God and she kept him. She kept him eating for many months. She kept him eating for many months because she realized that God has a purpose. She's the kind of person that has committed her life unto God. She's the kind of person that feared God, that knows that whatever offspring that is coming out of her, God has a purpose for bringing out such an offspring. So she kept Moses, knowing that God has a greater purpose for Moses. She kept him eating for three months and after realizing she could no longer keep him, she made a basket. We all know the story. Now Moses began to grow up in the palace of Pharaoh. He began to grow up, grow up, grow up. He began to enjoy the pleasures of life. But gradually, don't forget, God has already, God had a plan. He has heard the murmur of the children of Israel. For many years they've been crying, God save us. Remember the covenant you had with Abraham, our forefather. Remember your promise. Remember this, remember that. While they were murmuring, God was already making preparation for their salvation. So this is for you, whatever you are passing through. If it seems as if you are not receiving the answer you prayed for right now, God is making preparation for it somewhere. God is raising up somebody somewhere to help you. God is already doing things. No wonder the Bible says that. Be still and know that I am God. He said, I think that is in the book of Psalms 46, I think 46, 10, yes. Be still and know that I am God. He says, I will be exalted in the world. Amidst the Gentiles, I will be exalted. So while the children of Israel were murmuring, 
God was already preparing a way out. He was already raising up somebody. Somebody that should have been killed as a male child by the midwives. Somebody somewhere that naturally, by the order of the king, he should not have existed. They should have killed him the moment he was being born. But God was making preparation somewhere else. It seemed as if God did not answer them. They feel as if God had forsaken them. They felt as if God has not been true to his promise and covenant. So whatever promise God has made for you, so I'm just trying to chip in this right now. Pardon the, uh, the tone of my word, but I, I believe God has a purpose for this. Whatever promise God has made for you, whatever covenant he has made with you, is true to it. He's going to fulfill it. He's making out ways to bring it to reality. What you just need to do is for you to be still. Study his word. Seek his face. Seek direction from him. Get direction from him. He's seeking out ways to bring other promise into fulfillment. Now, coming back to our story. Moses was being brought forth. He was being taken care of in the palace of Pharaoh. He was enjoying the pleasures of life. He has gotten to the peak of his potential according to his son being brought up in the palace of Pharaoh. He was comfortable. Later he got to a point he realized that my life is not just for me to live and enjoy the pleasures of Pharaoh in the palace. He began to have the thinking, the sense of responsibility that I'm not just being created to live for me alone. I'm created for a higher purpose. So wherever you are, you are created for a higher purpose. You are not just being created to excel in that business. You are being created for a higher purpose to help destinies, to fulfill their, to help people fulfill their destinies. And don't forget, there are different ways you can help people fulfill their destinies through the words of your mouth. You can help somebody, somebody that would have given up, somebody that would have taken the wrong step, taken the wrong decision, but by the words of your mouth, by your counsel, wise counsel, you can help those kind of person, people. You can save them from taking the wrong decision. You can guide them, even while facing your own challenge. Your own higher calling may be through the words of your mouth. Your own higher calling may be through your action. Your own higher calling may be for you to excel in that business because when you excel, people also will be blessed through the proceed of your business when your business expands people will be employed people lives will be changed you will engage the services of people so indirectly you are helping other people also fulfill their destinies so moses came to the realization that i'm not just created to enjoy the pleasures in the palace of pharaoh there is a higher calling to my existence there is a higher purpose for my existence so Moses answered the call. So wherever you are listening to this, whoever you are, living in Nigeria or living in overseas, wherever, whatever may be the situation of your country right now, there is a higher purpose for you. You need to seek out time. Enough of you wasting time. Enough of you delaying. Enough of you delaying. It is time for you to key into the purpose for which you exist. Key into the purpose for which God has created you. Seek the face of God. Cry. Cry if it is for you to cry out. Seek out time. Cry out in the place of prayer. God, what is the purpose for my existence? Many people walk about in life today, living their life with no, with no understanding of their purpose. Many people walk about. Some people, if you ask them in the street, what do you even exist for? What's the purpose of your existence? They will tell you, and uh, uh, this, this, they don't even know. Some just feel we come to this life to live, we make it, we enjoy, we eat, we walk if we can walk, we get married, we have children, then we die. No, you are made for more than that. You are made to glorify God. How do you glorify God? Is when you are able to fulfill the purpose, you are able to impact lives positively. So it is time for you. Stand up. 
Stand up. Arise. Arise. Before you can shine, you need to arise. Arise. Stand up. Be deliberate in what you do. Cry out to God to, to reveal, to give you the understanding of your purpose, of your purpose in life. Because the more you delay, the more you delay, the more the guilt is on you. Because there are some people that are attached to your rising. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light has come. The glory of God is risen upon you. For the, the gross darkness fills the world. The light of God shines upon you. He said, People will come to the shining of your rising. The shining of your rising. The Bible says, In a place that you will not light a candle and you put it under the table. No. You light a candle, you put it on top of the table. Why? So that other people that are living in darkness, they can they can see the traces of your shining. They can be drawn onto the light of salvation when you you shine. So if you fail to shine, those people too will not shine. If you fail to rise, those people will not rise. If you fail to realize your purpose, other people will fail to realize theirs. So you do not exist for yourself. Many people when they die and they appear before God for judgment, they will be sent to hell. They may prosper in life. They may have different businesses. But they are failed in their calling. They are failed to seek their purpose. They just think it is just for them to excel in business. No, not just in business. Cry to God. Individual calling for every one of us is different. Some will say, I am not a pastor. I am not an evangelist. Everyone is called to impact lives positively. It is just a place of office. That I'm a pastor, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, I'm a bishop. It's just a place of office and it has certain level of authority. But everyone is called to impact lives positively. It is a calling for everybody to impact lives positively. So, coming back to our story, I just need to chip in that. Coming back to our story, Moses realized that there is a higher calling for him. That it did not just exist for him to enjoy pleasures in the palace alone. He needs to key into that. And what is his calling? Is for him to work about the salvation of his people. It's for him to see. It is one thing for God to place a calling on you to impact lives positively. It is another thing for you to be available. It is another thing for you to make yourself ready. It is another thing for you to create time. Enough of distraction. Your life is different from the life of another person. Enough of you thinking, ah, I would do, this person is, let me just do this thing the way this person is doing. No. Different. We work in different. God works with everybody individually. God is a God of everybody, but the way he relates with every, everybody is different on a different level. So Moses made himself available. After realizing that he's a purpose, he's a calling upon his head, he made himself available. Are you making yourself available? This is not something of either uh, are you a pastor or you are not a pastor, are you a prophet or not? Are you making yourself available for God to reveal the purpose for your existence to you? Have you made yourself available for God? Are you ready? And has God not been showing you the signs? Have you been neglecting it? The Bible said that Moses was going, pushing, uh, leading the cattle, to the sheep of his uh, in-law. But he got to a place, he saw something that was so different. That he has never seen before. He saw the bush burning, and the bush did not get dry up. How far? Uh-uh. Then he, he thought it within himself. I need to see this thing. I need to look at what is happening here. I need to be curious. Are you curious? On to being sensitive. The signs you are seeing. Are you curious enough to receive revelation to it? Are you being curious enough to receive revelation onto the signs God is giving to you? Are you being curious enough? Moses stood, he said, I'm going to look at what is happening here. 
he stood and God ministered to him. He saw it. God showed him as a sign of his calling upon him. And Moses, apart from him being available, Moses was also curious. He wants to know more. After seeing the sign, God spoke to him, I am this, I am the God of your forefathers, I am this and this and that. Moses keyed into it. Has God not been showing you signs of what he has created, the purpose for which he has created? Has he not been showing you the sign? But are you not saying, ah, I'm not ready for this, ah, I can't do that, I can't do this. Ah, if I should do it this way now, nah, won't people abuse me? If I should do this, won't people fight against me? If I should do this, won't people stop speaking with me? If I should do this, won't people turn me with this name? If I should do this, won't people do this? Won't I lose money? In that business, I've got not been showing you ways by which you can impact lives positively. And you are saying, ah, if I should do this, I will lose money. If I should do this, customers will run from me. If I should do this, my company will be tagged with a different name. Moses, apart from being available, he was ready, willing, willing to forsake all and accept what he was created to be. Now Moses has accepted, he has seen the sign, now he has gotten the understanding of it. Now Moses was even telling God, I'm a stammerer, I can't do this, I can't do that. But God, see, God is not interested in, God already knows your weaknesses. He knows the things you can do and he knows the things you cannot do. So enough of you say, ah, I'm not learned, I didn't go to school, I don't have the understanding, I don't know how to operate a computer, I don't know how to do this, I don't know how to speak. Mm-mm. God is not interested. If you are willing, the English man will say, when there is a will, there is a way. If you are willing, if you are willing, God has already prepared, God has made everything perfect according to his time. It is first thing, the first thing is for you to be willing in your heart. If you are willing, God will then show you ways. What you are seeing as a weakness is a strength. God told Paul, he said, your weaknesses are made strong. He said somehow that your weaknesses are made strong in my strength. He's being glorified in my strength. So what you see as a weakness, what you see as an excuse, ah, God, is because I don't have money. Hey, I wish, like happy people, I wish to do this, I wish to do that. I don't have money. I'm not in, the, in a comfortable position. Mm-mm, it's a lie. There is no perfect time to seek out fulfillment of purpose. There is no perfect time. You just have to be deliberate. You just have to be willing. And you follow God's direction. The rest will be history. It's going to come out easily. So Moses answered the call. And God brought him up. And God was helping him. Helping him through signs and wonders. God was helping him. Don't forget, we are still coming back to the part of God telling the children of Israel that they had in their heart. He promised them they will no longer enter his rest. The children of covenant, what happened? I made God change his word. We've never known God to be a God that we say yes and we later turn it to no. What did the children of Israel do? What have they done? What made it seem as if the promise of God is the opposite you are seeing? God has promised you you will do this before you get to this age. But you are is the opposite that is happening in your life. Have you checked yourself? God brought out Moses. God was bringing out different ways to save the children of Israel. They were murmuring. Whereas God was putting different things in place just to save them. After God has done all these things, different signs and wonders, the 12 plagues, after God has done all these things, look at the children of Israel. What have they used to repay God? God brought you from a challenge of you getting money to buy phone. God provided a phone for you, Nokia 3310. It got to a point you are now complaining. Ah, this phone is not killing. You see, my mates are using Android. My mates are using iPhone. My mates are using this. They are using that. 
God will look for another way. He will make provision. He will get that for you. You are still not being grateful for what he has done. You face a little challenge and you feel that God is no longer sufficient to save you. You are now relying upon the power of the flesh. Relying upon the wisdom of man. Relying upon the connection you have with people. You've forgotten the same God that brought you over that past challenge. You've forgotten that he's the one that can still help you to overcome the new challenge. That is our problem in life. I need to just round it up, but this, I have to say this. Our problem is life is we fail to remember things. We are forgetful as men. That is our problem. That is the problem of the children of Israel. They were forgetful. Forgetful of how far God has brought, God has brought them. The same God who had their momo, the same God who raised up, uh, the same God who entered the Hebrew uh, midwives, and they did not kill uh, some of the uh, male children. The same God that entered uh, Moses' mother, that made her bold enough to keep Moses for three months. The same God that orchestrated how the daughter of Pharaoh went to the same stream that the mother of Moses placed Moses in in a basket. The same God that orchestrated how Moses grew up in the palace. The same God that revealed himself to Moses through the burning bush. The same God that was devising different schemes just to bring about the salvation of his people. The same God that killed the first sons of the, of the children or first sons of the Egyptians. The same God that hardened the heart of Pharaoh. The same God that brought the children of Israel before the Red Sea. Look at, look at it for you to realize that human beings, we are forgetful. Whenever we face a higher challenge, different from the past challenge, we seem to forget what has brought us, what has made it possible for us to overcome the past challenge. We are forgetful too much. That is our problem. And we can overcome it once we constantly meditate in the word of God. No wonder the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He knows that there is that tendency that man will forget God's benefit. We will forget. But you need to be constantly reminded. How can you be constantly reminded of God's faithfulness when you study the word of God? Constantly meditating in the word of God. No wonder he told Joshua that this word of the, this, uh, the word of law shall not depart from your mouth. Day in, day out. Study, meditate in it. Because he knows you will forget. Oh. You will forget. There is no how you can do it. You will forget. That is uh, part of our makeup. We are made of dust. We will forget. But once you constantly meditate, you refill. Uh, this man, uh, I think Rick Warren, yes, he said in, in, in his book, one of his books, uh, Discovery of Life's Purpose, he said that man is like a leaky bucket. We are like a leaky basket. We need to be constantly refilled. Yes, because the pressures you face in the world, once you go into the world, the challenge you face sometimes can make you forget who God is. But you need to be constantly reminded. Once you go out to the world, you leak, you are almost empty. Come back inside, come and refill. But it's our problem. We do not seek our time to refill ourselves. Even most many preachers you see today, many preachers you see they are growing, growing for Christ, burning for Christ. But at the later end, you find the end, their end result is so bad. You even feel pity that ah, even it's better for this person not to have been used by God in the beginning. Because Paul said in a place that after I have ministered to people, so that I myself will not become a castaway, he will come back, he will reveal himself in the Word of God. Now coming back to it. The same God that brought the children of Israel before the Red Sea. Ah, don't you even for you to think as a man. It's a divine intervention for Pharaoh to release the children of Israel and let them go. He released them. Oh yeah, you can go. You can go. It was the touch of God that made it so. They forgot. They, got, they saw the Red Sea ahead of them. Pharaoh was coming behind. 
the hills and mountains surround them by the left and right there was no route no means to escape and it's this same moses through which god has used to wrote different signs and wonders he was with them the same rod he was using was with them was with him and they saw all this yet they began to murmur moses is there no grave for us in the land of egypt that we will die for them to bury us must we be ridiculed like this must this be this must this be that must this be this they were murmuring instead of them to trust the same god that has brought them thus far and moses even told god god what is happening now the children of israel are murmuring now god what have i done after obeyed you you've given me direction to do this and do that now what is next to do again see for a man that receives direction from god thank you jesus for a man that receives direction from god you are confident whenever you face any storm of life because you know there is a higher there is a higher authority that backs what you take the step you take there is that confidence you have in your heart Whenever you are you face any challenge and in facing that challenge, it was God who directed you to take that step. And you face a challenge, you face one storm. There is that confidence you have, that confidence you have. Because you know it is not by your power, not by the knowledge of man that made you take that step, that it was God who led you. You have that confidence that you can always come back to him. Baba. Sorry for those that are listening to this that are not uh, a Nigerian from whatever country, just listen to this overseas. The uh, Baba uh, it means father. You can always come back to him and say, Father, you've asked me to take this step, so why is it happening like this? There is that confidence. Moses he spoke to God because he had the confidence in God. God, uh, you've used me to perform different signs and wonders now. You cannot just bring me here now and put me to shame. So Moses, so Moses spoke to God and God revealed to him, Okay, now do this and do this. Stretch your rod at the sea. The same rod you have been using. Now, this is another, another lesson for you. There is nothing God cannot use to take you out of that challenge. There is nothing He cannot use to take you out of that storm of life. There is nothing He will not use. Even if you are willing to surrender it to God. Even that very thing you come to be lead to, that very thing you come to be useless, God can use it to transform your life to the next level. If only you will surrender it to Him. Yes, that is what God can do. And that is what it will do. So I will not say more than this. Um, by the grace of God, we will continue the next episode of this. Don't forget, we are talking on uh, what the children of Israel did that made God tell them that uh, that that is making God to speak to us in the book of Psalms 95 verse 8. That adding not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of the temptation of the wilderness, when your father tempted me, proved me and saw my work. So in the next episode, by the grace of God, we will continue on this. We will be hearing from God and God will be leading us. I believe God is imparting life through this. So I pray that by the little of this word that you are able to listen to, your life will be transformed in the name of Jesus, positively in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't forget to share this as it may be what someone else needs to take them to their next level. God bless you and see you another time.